Welcome, LAVI family. We're so excited to be with you through this new dynamic, uh, this podcast. Now, we're going to have conversations with friends, pastors, preachers, entrepreneurs, all kinds of people, and we want you to learn from their experiences, from everything that they have to offer and bring to the table. And today, I have a great friend of mine, Daniel Maya. We're so excited. Uh, honestly, bro, I'll tell you this before you jump into whatever you have to share with us. Um, when we were here, we were actually in the same generation. We graduated together. Uh, when they would give opportunities to students to preach, you were one of my favorite preachers, bro. I tell you that. Um, we were roommates. And uh, so, man, we have gone through a lot together Yeah, yeah in the past decade. In the yeah. past decade, man. It's been Agreed. a while, huh? Yeah, it, that's that's uh, funny because before I came to LABI, I, uh, I had never preached before. <laughs> My first sermon was when I was out here. Yeah, and, and I think it was your honesty. Yeah. Re the reality was your honesty. It was not even about your skills as a communicator. It was yeah. your honesty that kind of captured my attention. I was like, man, that guy is real. Right. So I really, I really enjoy you preaching. One time you got, you were coming from work mm -hmm. and you came straight with your uh, out of zone, yeah. I think, shirt. And yeah. you came straight to the to the stage and you actually preached to us. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember that too. Um, it, uh, you know, I I didn't really have a lot of money when I came here, and so uh, paying for LABI was uh, every I was taking it semester by semester, and uh, I had a job. I worked at AutoZone, and and I often missed things because of it. Like we had Christmas gatherings and stuff, and yeah. I was at work, and uh, so that would bum me out. But but um, it definitely helped refine me in the process. Mm. You know. Because that that time that I that I gave that devotional, I remember preparing it in my car during my lunch break wow. at AutoZone. Wow! And um and God was speaking to me. You know, I was having like God moments, like tears and everything in my car at AutoZone. Yeah. But it was really coming from an area of brokenness because I felt like uh like why did I have to go through this wow. when other people were getting scholarships yeah. and doing other stuff. But God always just reminded me that that the process in itself was really the 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 thing that I would never forget. Wow, you know, and and uh, and that was part of my process. Yeah, and you know, so I had to go through that, and and I'm I don't regret it one bit. Uh, AutoZone definitely was part of my LBI <laughs> experience. But, uh, yeah, I remember that, man. And then I remember coming here and giving that that uh, devotional. And it was one of the times, you know, as a as a speaker, you have those moments where you like, you know, God's flowing in this place. Yeah. You know, yep. and um, and because you're connected to him, they're connected to them. The, yeah. Then this chapel is like a portal to for God. reals, yes. Um, and then and then so that day the atmosphere was just different. Yeah. And um, and so I could have said anything as as long as that's what God wanted me yeah. to say, and it would have really just impacted some people that day. I so I'm thankful for that. Do I remember? It was great. It was yeah. a great moment. I, and I mean, I'm not sure if this was one of your most memorable moments here in LFVI, mm -hmm. but do you have one? Yeah. So. Um, honestly, my most memorable moment, I think for a fact is, is here in the chapel. Um, w it was our first college days 
Um, it was only us. Yeah. <laughs> it was only us. Only there, two people came, I think. There was the students and like three guests. <laughs> 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 These were the early, like, yeah. poor bottom, bottom <laughs> of the dirt days. Like, <laughs> that we didn't have a budget. There yeah, was no yeah. budget. You came for free and that was it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, it was a like a triple a triple preaching thing. Yeah. Uh, I think Pastor Chuck preached, which th- was a campus pastor in that uh-huh. time. He preached Thursday, and then uh, uh, Reuben preached Friday, and then Tommy preached Saturday. I think Some, yeah, it was like something that. In, in that range. But the Friday that Reuben preached, which is the campus pastor now, here yeah. at LABI, mm-hmm. uh, he preached, and I, honestly, I can't like my most memorable sermon moments i often don't even remember what the message was like uh, i just know that it was good and that god was speaking um and uh and that's that day they they brought us to the altar and we formed these circle uh, prayer groups and i just remember the presence of god just boom yeah like uh reuben reuben was like okay you know god's gonna come down and and the moment he said that it was like boom like like something different happened here and uh that was uh uh when i was baptized by the holy spirit and it happened in this place and i i i've had those moments where where they pray for you but they kind of push you back yeah (laughs) (laughs) if you've been to church long enough you've had those moments yeah this was not one of those. I just collapsed. Wow. Um, I collapsed on the floor, and uh, it was over there somewhere. And uh, it was just different, man. Yeah. Uh, w- the One of the themes was we had this long uh, paper on the wall where people were writing what they were called to be. Mm-hmm. And I just remember knowing, like, thinking, I, I don't know what I'm called to be. I just, God wow. told me to come here. Yeah. And uh, I think that day, uh, God clarified to me that my ministry was pastoral at some level yeah um and uh it and you know it it hasn't been traditional by any sense to this day yeah um but that that moment i'll never forget it wow that's amazing man i think i remember that i remember those moments and i think um going back a little bit of piggyback like Mm -hmm. of what you say you know you at that moment you really didn't know what you were called to do you just knew there was some store to a certain level yeah now um you right now work for um temple templo calvario mm-hmm. one i believe one of the biggest uh hispanic latino churches in southern california one yeah. of the biggest ones um and you work there you know um so so taking it back a little bit you know we want to have a conversation on consistency you mm-hmm. know being rooted being planted yeah and how important that is you know i think sometimes we underestimate the power of consistency and commitment and being rooted uh and the fruits that that can give, you know, there's sometimes no way around. There's no yeah. shortcuts, but just to be planted and rooted. And I feel like now we live in a generation where we don't value that that much. You know, we want things fast. Mm-hmm. We want things um, as soon as we can get them, you know, like we, 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 we can, we don't know how to navigate life with consistency sometimes. Yeah. So, so talk to me about it. I know that you share a little bit in mm-hmm. one of your messages, yeah. but can we spend a little bit more about that? Yeah, for sure. Um, the funny thing is that uh, both you and I, that was our first church when we were here. Yes. Because when we were students at LABI, you had to, they would send you to a church. Like, yeah. you didn't even get to choose the church. <laughs> you, you just go. You got sent somewhere. Yeah. 
And um, and so it was me, you. And the only reason I was the leader is because I had a car. Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's just how it went. Then yeah. if you had a car, you were automatically anointed leader. <laughs> um, and uh, so we went to Templo Calvario that semester. And, uh, you know, I, I said in my message that uh, I come from a small church environment. Uh, literally the definition of small church, right? When my uncle, the pastor, started our church in Reno, uh, it was we were literally in like a room and then it grew to a bigger room and then they tore down the wall and it was two rooms and then eventually they bought a building. and But it was still this small church environment. Yeah. And Templo was the first time I ever saw like a ginormous building. Yeah, me too. And uh, it was massive. I mean, yeah. it, there was multiple buildings. They yeah. had a children's church. They had a youth church they had all kinds of stuff mm -hmm. and i just remember being awestruck by it and it, it was um uh, i think everyone was right at the time we when you heard oh at templo calvario and we got to serve there yep. it felt like we were part of something special yeah um but it's very easy to get caught up in that because the lights and all of this and you think that oh they got a perfect church there yeah it certainly isn't that yeah uh, but I certainly did not know that God would bring me back there like, wow. w I don't know. what w I started working there yeah. in 2016. Um, so from 2010, it took six years for me to actually go full circle back yeah. to Templo. And in that process, I remember you and I were working together. We graduated yeah. from LBI. Mm -hmm. We we have uh, we were lucky enough to be hired, you yeah. know. Um, we were not getting paid that well, but um, we just love the school. Yeah. And um, in that time, the president, um, he taught us something very important, which was working hard and being mm -hmm. consistent, you know. Yeah. And through that process, you were you were working, you were yeah. invested, you were consistent in what you were doing, you mm -hmm. know, you never quit, even if uh, things didn't go your way, or it was not easy, I remember you would just figure it out, you know, we, yeah. there was moments that we were moving from an apartment to a studio, to a studio, to yeah. like dorms, it was just all over the place, you know, yeah. for you, how do you navigate life with inconsistencies around you, how do you keep yourself rooted yeah. and committed to something when you, there's so many inconsistencies around you? Well, I mean, it's it's really easy to just go with the wind and, and opportunities come up here and there and to constantly jump around. I think that's the popular way of doing ministry. Um, what's definitely hard to do is to be consistent even when you're in a dry area. Yes, you yes. Know? When it's not fun anymore, when it's not just the lights and, and the Sunday service, uh, maybe attendance is dwindling. Um, when you have to go through those seasons, that's really being rooted, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's easy to yep. be in something when it's popular oh, and popping. But when it's not, it's it's like that's when everyone falls off and then you often find yep. yourself still here. Yeah. You know? It sounds more sexy than what it is, you know, yeah. because <laughs> people obviously see the, the superficial thing, yeah. you know, and they don't see really what is going on under the water. Yeah. You know? So yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that that's funny that you say that because uh, one of my mentors here at LABI was Pastor Jack Miranda, and um, and he used to say sexy missions. We, <laughs> the church loves love sexy missions yeah. because it's those missions where you go on a missions trip and it's like you're on a trip in Honduras yeah, and yeah, yeah. and uh, you wake up and you take pictures with the little kids there and stuff. Uh, but the real missions, yep. like people that are their lives are being threatened and and uh, 
they don't have food to eat all the time and they're yeah. going through the struggle just to preach the gospel. So that's the idea of sexy mission. So it's the same <laughs> in ministry, right? Yeah, There's yeah. sexy ministry, uh, the, uh, the evangelist, uh, the evangelist uh, ministry where you just show up, drop bombs and take off. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I, th I think you, I mean, maybe you and I, we're not so much um, necessarily uh, captured by that. You know, we, we believe in serving the local mm -hmm. church. We believe to be consistent and yeah. plan ourselves because I think that uh, many times uh, in the time that we live right now, I, I feel like we need people that are planted and rooted in the mm -hmm. place, you know, whatever that looks like. And and we're not saying be on, in an unhealthy place or in an unhealthy relationship yeah. and be planted and rooted. What we're saying is obviously you need wisdom, mm -hmm. but at the same time, don't, don't be mislead by opportunities, doors, um, because soon enough, you're going to have to start making decisions, not even based on good or bad. You're going to start making decisions based on like what is good and what is actually got called me to do in this season of my life. Right. You know? Right. And I think that uh, many times, you know, I think we miss uh, we miss opportunities. We miss uh the development of character and, and maturity because we lack consistency and commitment and be rooted. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, that's good. Um, and uh, th I think that's one of the reasons why I preach that message is because uh, I've lived through it at, to some degree, you know. Obviously, we've all been shaky at times and yeah. we've uh, maybe not s stuck it out long enough or we gave up too soon or something. But something that definitely happened when I came to LABI is that I started identifying uh, the seasons God had placed for me, uh, whether it was bec becoming a student here and then right after that becoming a staff member here with you and, and Eli and everyone else who was with us at the time and sticking through that because it would have been really easy to after the first few semesters be like, <laughs> yeah. this is too hard. Yeah. I'm not making a whole lot of money and uh I, we were sharing a uh we were sharing a yeah. dorm first yeah <laughs> with, and then when the school was getting too full they kicked us out into yeah. a studio um and which uh, was super small by the yeah. way <laughs> but to us was was huge yeah, in we, were, place. we were growing yeah um but going through that and sticking through it and and going through that season with eli and and uh, everything that came after that it, there's definitely been a trend, uh, at least in my life, where I where I know and I see it coming, that God is now shifting the 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 season to something else, and uh, but I stay consistent. Yep. Um. And and it's not until God moves me that I move, and not just me because I'm chasing a position or because I'm chasing money yeah. or opportunities or because they're gonna let me preach there more. Like, that's never been my goal. Mm. And I think most people who know me know that, that I've never really been a clout chaser. Um, I really have never much cared for who knows who I am and who cares who I am. Uh, I really just want to do God's work yeah. and, uh, and try to do it right, you know. And so that's been my ministry throughout these years. And, and uh, wherever I've been, whoever I've been able to help, um, I'm okay with not being the head honcho like yeah. that's okay with me um it's worth i think it's, it's it's worth mentioning that before you even got hired you know and in, in your position right now mm -hmm. in uh templo calvario 
um, you were working in a warehouse, yeah. correct? Uh, over there by Riverside, yeah. almost. You know, you would drive from La Puente to Riverside, which is what on um, forty-five minutes to an hour without traffic. Yeah. Without traffic. Uh, without traffic, yeah, like forty-five minutes. Uh -huh. And then you would catch traffic. Yeah. But I remember you like there was a season of your life where. Um, you were not necessarily involved in a church like that mm -hmm. well, right? Right. Um, what happened? How do you how do you navigate the tension between I know that this is my purpose and my destiny. It has to do something with pastoral. Mm -hmm. But right now I'm like literally working in a warehouse, you know, right. uh, different dynamic. <laughs> how do you maintain yourself consistent and committed? How yeah. was your your mentality and the way you were processing things in that moment or that season? Yeah, that was a tough season. Um because, like you said, it's not um, it's not what we thought we would be doing, you know. And uh, at the time, it was just uh, I I was serving at a church in Long Beach w alongside my wife, who at the time was uh, my girlfriend and uh, later my fiance. But um, I was really there more for her because she was the worship pastor there, and. Uh, and but I decided to root there. Like I made the decision that we were going to do this together, and that uh, not just because I didn't have something to do that that sh that I wouldn't follow her goal in her ministry. Um, so eventually, you know, I served as the youth pastor there, and and um, uh, I worked in in Moreno Valley at the time at a warehouse, and I got connected through that through people that I had met at that church in Long Beach. But that was part of the season, you know, because I, I'll tell you, that was hard. Like yeah. going to work a regular job when you haven't been working regular jobs yeah. for a while. It's uh, tough to do that. You wake up super early. I remember yeah, I, I, my schedule was like five to five. Like we were working so much overtime yeah. and uh, f six days a week. It was pretty crazy. But I was a lead at that warehouse. And although it doesn't sound like ministry, um, there my character was molded there. Yes, love know? it, love it. It it, it really was because yes. I did not know leadership at that level before. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah. When you when you're a warehouse lead, you're in charge of employees now, and uh, and their characters and n none of them are christian personalities yeah. everything yeah they cuss you out yeah. they <laughs> they uh they want to beat you up because you were following your your plans um and so i had that experience there where there was people who literally threatened me um, my car got keyed wow. um i went through that season but i but one thing i'm proud of is that uh i never gave up yeah. like I, I, uh, it would have been so easy to give up because that it just was so easy to give up at that yeah. time. Um, even go back home yeah. where you grew up in Reno, right? Right, right. Just to go home and and say, ah, oh, you know, this didn't work out. Yep, yep, <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, but I, I knew at the time that that God was telling me to be patient. Wow. And um. And I, that's what I did. So I stuck it out. I worked through it, and and I had that experience. And I learned how to work with people at a different level, and uh, different characters. And I never made enemies there. Um, if anything, God removed people from there who were trying to get on my bad side. But I never did anything to anybody. And um, and I met people there that I hope I can and I can still say to this day 
that I maintained my integrity and that they knew I was a minister and that I had gone to Bible college and that they knew that I never was out of pocket or out of line, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. even there at that warehouse. And I constantly just maintained my testimony there. And that's what I, that was my goal until God moved me. Yeah, no, I love that because I think it's, it's important. You know, I, I I think we, sometimes we minimize, you know, the shaping of your character, mm-hmm. you know, have integrity. We were just talking about that. And I think that we sometimes we don't we don't see that as a win. Yeah. You know? And it's really what it sustained us. Yeah. I think uh towards the future, you know, if we want longevity, uh this is an important thing to be developed and those things never develop in mm-hmm. a, in your room. They develop like in the real world. Yeah. Right? <laughs> with real people. Yeah, with real people that challenge you mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. But I love that, you know, I I feel like when we have to understand, I feel, many times uh, that if we're going to root ourselves into a place, even be committed and consistent to a place, um, the outcome might be something that we never thought. Yeah. And we have to be okay with that, you mm-hmm. know, that you you honor the season that God puts you in yeah. and just honor that. And I, I just give you an example, you know, as we close this um uh, uh, last uh, the, before the pandemic, you know, we have the opportunity. Uh, we were we planted a church. Mm-hmm. Um, two years later, we got a building. You know, through an organization, things work out. And when the pandemic happened, we started investing time, we resources, money. We painted the place. We were just dreaming so much about that building, bro. Like I mobilized people during the pandemic. That's not good. Mm-hmm. But uh, we were painting. We <laughs> were just rebuilding everything, cleaning yeah. that thing out. And um, months later, things didn't work out with our organization, and we had to let go, yeah. you know. And we finished working that thing. Like, we set it up for the next church that yeah. actually takes <laughs> it. But, but one of the things that I wanted to tell my the people, and I told our, our, our leaders, you know, and our volunteers, I was like, God is never going to waste our commitment in this. Yeah. You know? Never. We, we can't gladly say we honor what you trust us with Mm -hmm. even if the outcome is not what we wanted you know and i think that's something important i don't know if you have any thoughts about that yeah those are straight facts like um you know paul says it right where there's there's no work done for god that is too little or too or too minimal yeah um and uh and so you may think this is nothing i'm just pushing papers i'm just uh yeah. painting these walls yeah, and, yeah. and oh my god i wasted my time because now that church is not even ours anymore but what you don't know is that that's prepared you for the next season. yes yes and uh and th- the next time you're in that position you're going to remember everything you went through there and you know that you couldn't have done it if you hadn't gone through that yes and that's the power of consistency yes if, if you constantly are giving up and moving on and doing this, you're never going to be prepared for the next season. And then the door is never going to be open for that next season. Yes. So you're constantly going to wither and move away. And, and you you have to be prepared to go through it. Yeah. That's it. Facts. Like no matter what comes, no matter how hard it is, suck it up, make it work. Yeah. And uh obviously you know don't stay in a toxic environment anything like that yeah but as long as you're connected to god and you two are on the same page and god's telling you be patient it's coming it's gonna happen uh eventually that thing will come and then you know you'll be you'll be doing something that you like to do yeah 
um, and you get paid for it. Mm -hmm. And then you have the opportunity to go to school and do mm -hmm. all these other things that you have uh, time for now. But you would have never gotten there if yeah. it hadn't been for that thing. Amen. Yeah. I, I that's just speaking facts right now. And I think that uh, that's very valuable. I know there's so much more that we can say about this. Many, many experiences that we can share with the yeah. students. But I think uh, family, I, I, I do believe that hopefully you can get something out of this many Many great things, um, little nuggets, you know, that you can apply to your life, you know. Um, and Daniel Maya is, a, is a, an example and a testimony, you know, of consistency and what consistency bring to the table, you know. Uh, any last thoughts that you want to share with the students? No, I appreciate the kind words. I mean, um, there's a lot of things I'm not, but one thing I am, I for sure ain't, is a quitter. <laughs> and uh, And so... I hope to keep doing that, you know, in my life and whatever seasons come forward and 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 uh, and come in my life. And something I forgot to say in my sermon that just popped into my head is um, you're going to have to be prepared to let go of certain things in order to get to that next step. Mm. You know, yes, we all came to LABI thinking this would plan out like this. We had this <laughs> girlfriend. We had this yes. plan. We. We were going to get married. We were going to go back home. And then it all shattered. Yep. <laughs> so what you have to understand is that to get to that place that God wants you to be, not where you want to be, you're going to have to let go of stuff that you, th you think are part of the plan, but they're really not. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. Well, family, we're so grateful that you, um, you're part of this conversation, and we're so I'm um, so glad to have you with us, Daniel Maya. Thank you. Hopefully we can have you back soon again and we just can have more conversations about this. And um well family, we're we're um we're just done. We we hopefully you enjoy this conversation and we hope that to see you soon.